we are here with Claudia Jack Sutton, and she is the author of Campfire Cocktail Hour. And now she's going to give us a sampling of six drinks from this really, really gorgeous book. Claudia, are you ready? I am ready. Hi, everyone. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jeremy. Authors of Where Should We Camp Next, a 50-state guide to amazing campgrounds and other unique outdoor accommodations. Almost 12 years ago, we bought a pop-up camper that changed our lives and introduced us to the joys of RV travel. Join us now as we talk about where to camp, what gear to bring, and the best food to cook. We will also keep you dialed in to the latest RV innovations from people in the know. So pull up a chair and join us around the digital campfire. This is the RV Atlas. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the RV Atlas. Today, I'm welcoming onto the show for the very first time, Claudia Jack Sutton. She's the author of Campfire Cocktail Hour, Appetizer and Drink Recipes for Airstream and RVers. And she's also the author of A Movable Feast, Recipes for Rolling Kitchens. But today's topic is from her newest book, the Campfire Cocktail Hour book, and it's a terrific episode. She's going to start out by talking about her life as an Airstream owner, which is a very big part of her sort of RV life identity. And then she's going to teach us how to stock up our RV bar for the very first time. And she's got a great list of equipment. It's everything you need to get started making some great cocktails around the campfire. None of it seems like too expensive or too difficult to store. So I really think that's going to be useful for a lot of you that want to start making great cocktails around the campfire. And then she's going to give us six really cool, really fun, and relatively relatively easy to make cocktail recipes from her book, many of which are inspired by national parks and locations out in the West and in the Pacific Northwest where she lives. So I'm so excited to have Claudia Jack Sutton on the show for the first time, and I hope it will not be the last time that we have her on the show. So we're going to dive into all of that great content. But before we do so, we have a sponsored message from our friends at Camp Spot. Let's face it, summers weren't meant to be experienced sitting at a desk or staring at a computer screen. It's time to call Time Out. CampSpot is here to help. CampSpot is an instant booking platform for camping across North America featuring over 140,000 campsites. Research and book the best campgrounds, RV parks, cabins, glamping destinations, and more to find your time out. Whether it's your next epic adventure, girls' night out, or family reunion, CampSpot lets you filter your search results by the type of getaway you want. Browse by location, price point, site type, amenities, and more. CampSpot also offers premium inventory, real-time availability, and no membership fees so that you can find the best sites at the best campgrounds for the best prices. Picture it now. Fresh air in your lungs, cool breeze in your hair, warm hugs in your soul, and that grounded sense of self you'll only find when you spend time out. Book your spring and summer camping trips now. Find your time out. Find your CampSpot at CampSpot.com. Hello, Claudia Jack Sutton, and welcome to the RV Atlas. How are you doing today? Great, Jeremy. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm so excited to have you, and I have both of your awesome books in front of me, which we'll we'll talk about extensively, and we'll particularly be talking about Campfire Cocktail Hour. But before we do that, um, I know you're a passionate Airstream owner, and that's sort of a big part of your RV life. So how did that get started? How did you first fall in love with the idea of owning an Airstream? 
Well, that's an interesting story. When I was in art school in the 80s at Rhode Island School of Design, I went to see a photography exhibit by a um, artist named Cindy Sherman. And in the middle of her photography exhibit at the Museum of Modern Art was a Bambi Airstream. And I just instantly fell in love. And I thought, one of these days, some point in my life, I'm going to have one of those. And and that dream became a reality many years later, right? Many, many years later. Um, I met my sweetheart, John, in February of 2018. Um, and we, were, we met on Match.com. We were both avid campers. Um, we did mostly tent camping at that point. Um, but I, as our relationship developed, I told him about my love of Airstream and um, my dream of having one of my own. And uh, in May of 2019, we made that dream become a reality. We purchased a 2019 Tommy Bahama 27-foot um, Airstream. Now, little did you know, there was a, an awful pandemic coming. So have you been able to use it in the way that you've dreamed about using it? Or have you kept closer to home? Or are you just starting to get out with it? I mean, how has the last couple of years worked for you as an Airstream owner? Yeah, so we were really fortunate. Um, very soon after we purchased the Airstream, we joined a camping club that's only a, uh, less than an hour from our house. And it's, we live in Northern California in the wine country. And this camping club is on the Russian River near the Sonoma Coast. Um, and uh, it's sort of like a timeshare, but we get 60 days a year there. Um, and we use every one of those days. So we have a place to go that's very close. Um, we can work from there. We can go to work from there. Um, so that's where we go most often. But we've been all the way up to um, up to Washington, and we've um, been all through California. And our plan is in a couple years to really uh, travel the country. Um, but but that's that's where we've gotten to so far. Well, you're in I, what I think of as the most beautiful part of the country, broadly speaking. I don't know if you consider yourself Pacific Northwest at that point in Northern California, but, you know, sort of, from, yes. yeah, like from the Redwoods to Oregon and Washington, that's that's my favorite part of the country. So what's your favorite part about being an Airstream owner? And then we'll we'll pivot and we'll talk about Campfire Cocktail Hour after that. So, oh, one of the things we love about um, Airstreams is the beautiful simplicity of them. Um, the interiors have everything you need without a lot of extras that you don't. Um, and we, we really want to spend most of our time camping outdoors and sort of that kind of pushes you outdoors. Um, we also love the sense of community that um, the WBCCI, which is the Wally Byam Caravan Club International, gives us. Um, when we join one of their rallies, we were members of the greater Bay area chapter in California. Um, and for instance, we just recently went on a rally rally with 70 other rigs um, in Parkfield, California at a working cattle ranch. It was a boondocking rally and just really fun, lots of community. And there's always rallies taking place all over the country, all over the world. There's caravans you can join with. Um, so it's really a fun component of the Airstream life. 
All right. So you are a serious Airstreamer, but also you are a serious cook uh, slash chef slash cocktail expert. And obviously, I think that probably pairs really, really well with Airstream life. So before we dive into a campfire cocktail hour, just tell everybody about the first book really quickly too: a movable feast recipes for rolling kitchens. Just give us an overview of that one. And then we'll talk about the cocktail book. Okay, great. So my first cookbook, Movable Feast, was first published in October of 2020. Um, it was kind of my COVID project. I was furloughed for three weeks from my for three months from my job um, when COVID hit, um, and I decided to really work on constructing that cookbook and putting the illustrations together, laying it out. Um, Movable Feast has tips for stocking the pantry of your rolling kitchen, selecting the right tools for food prep. And it's got over 100 recipes from breakfast to dinner. Uh, the recipes include pre-prep techniques, make-ahead meals to, um, to make cooking while camping a breeze. Lots of things you can prep ahead and freeze. Uh, lots of sauces that you can move in, use in multiple recipes. Um, just a great uh, go-to uh, cookbook. And what I really love about it, too, is that you also did the illustrations, correct? Yes. So it's so like... I, even though in art... Sorry. No, no, okay. you go ahead. I was going to say, even though in art school I majored in photography, um, a friend of mine who's an author suggested that I illustrate this cookbook. I did landscape photography in school, so I was not a food photographer. Um, and I found doing the illustrations very relaxing, and um, it's something I could sit at, sit at my Airstream at camp and work on the illustrations. And so I decided to illustrate the whole thing. As well. well, and it makes it very unique, right? I mean, I own lots of camping cookbooks and this one really stands out because it, I mean, there's a lot of illustrations in here and it feels kind of like um, an RV life slash Airstream slash food art book as well. Thank you. Yeah, I, I kind of uh, broke the mold. I didn't, um, I wanted to do my own thing. I'm really a color person. So I just wanted it to be really fun and colorful and whimsical and just something that people wanted to like, you know, pick up and thumb through. I was just visiting my grandson in Texas last week and um, they pulled the, the cookbooks out and they each had one in their lap and they were just for half an hour thumbing through the cookbooks because they were so intrigued by the illustrations. And I thought, well, if, if, if a five and seven year old can be interested in it, that's a pretty good thing. Yeah, it's it's such a lovely pairing. So let's let's dive into um, Campfire Cocktail Hour. And I'm going to confess, like I am a real novice here. And Stephanie and I remodeled a home in the last year. And she's sort of started to build a little cocktail bar in our home. And um, I would like us to kind of do the same in, in the RV so she can relax and enjoy a nice drink around the campfire at night. So you're educating me here too. Like, I really I, I want to learn. So um, at the beginning of Campfire Cocktail Hour, appetizer and drink recipes for Airstream and RVers, uh, you have a um, a page on stocking your bar's equipment, which I think is just a super, super useful way to start your book and to start our conversation. So can you walk us through the basics of like what we would need to buy to um, kind of stock a bar up in an RV? Yeah. So one of the most important things I use are um, the silicone two-inch ice cube tray. Um, you can get them everywhere. They're available on Amazon. Um, I have at least four of those. They, they make about six large ice cubes. I use those for um, all my simple syrups. 
and fruit juices that I, I pre-make, I freeze in those ice cube trays and then I um, put them in a, a seal a meal in the freezer and, I, and they're in individual serving sizes. So I know just how many tablespoons or ounces are in each one of those little cubes. And so when I want to make a cocktail, I can just take out a couple cubes the morning before or the night or, or the night before and uh, defrost those and they're ready to go for my cocktail. So in terms of taking them camping, I can just stick a couple cubes or whatever cocktail I'm going to make in my freezer before we leave. And you know um, exactly how many drinks you're going to get out of it, right? Like if you're meeting up with a certain number yeah. of friends, you can be highly organized that way. Exactly. You know, so I can, so usually when I'm, if I'm going to go camping for a week, I'll usually make, uh, two or three specialty cocktails and I can just bring those, you know, set amount of cubes of the different simple syrups and fruit juices for what I need rather than having to bring all the fruit and squeeze it there and make the simple syrup. It just makes it super easy. I can tell you're a real RVer here because you're thinking about space <laughs> and you're being very thoughtful and you're planning ahead. And, you know, so much of the work is before the trip so that you can get on the trip and enjoy it. So what else? We got more exactly. stuff. We got more stuff. So here. then the next one is the super cute super cubes those are um one cup silicone freezing trays um they come with a lid they're also available on amazon they're available food 52 a bunch of places but basically this is a larger size of those silicone trays and the, the one cup size has a half cup measurement in it too so like for the uh the cocktails and the batch cocktails i have in the cookbook that feed uh, six to eight people um, that your serving sizes for your um, simple syrups and your fruit juices are going to be a cup, one and a half cups, um, half cup. And then I would freeze my syrup in those cubes for that. Okay, great. Um, and we, I'm sorry, yeah. go ahead. Uh, the next item would be just regular ice cube trays. Um, always good to have just, just the plain small ones as well. Um, and then I have, I like to have an electric juicer for when I'm doing really, you know, a big batch of juice to freeze. Um, and um, I like the Cuisinart one. I put, I, I put this, uh, it's also available on Amazon, but available everywhere else. Um, I also like a small manual juicer. Um, and one thing I use all the time at home in prep for camping is a food saver vacuum sealer with the sealer roll bags. Um, the, when you seal something, whether it's uh, food, appetizers, um, the little ice cubes, uh, uh, simple syrups, or the fruit juice, it keeps so much better when it's vacuum sealed versus in a, um, a Ziploc or that kind of a bag. So I really highly recommend one of those. Um, you really get your money's worth out of them. Now, a manual, um, a manual yeah. juicer as well, is that like for boondocking? Like why have an electric and a manual? And again, I'm a total novice here, so educate me. Because if you're, if you're just going to be making a cocktail for the two of you and you don't want to prep ahead, um, then a manual juicer is really all you need. Okay, great. You and know, it was the, 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 the electric juicer is just for batching. Gotcha. And that was the Quasinart CCJ 500 for anyone who's who's interested. And then I was excited by the next item because I I actually own this exact item and I bought it recently. So <laughs> I felt like I felt like this is the foundational item for me for starting this whole thing. So tell us about the citrus zester. Yeah. So the citrus zester with a channel knife, um, I use the one by Good Grips, OXO Good, 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 Good Grips. 
It is uh, just a little gadget that has that allows you to zest the citrus, but it also has a little curve in the um, in the top of it that lets you make the long citrus curl. So you basically drag that little channel up around the lemon or orange or lime, and you get a big strip of that peel. So to make your drinks really pretty. It it kind of transforms the flavor too, right? I mean, like I I bought a zester for like making hibachi, and it, I mean it makes a big difference in the you know that flavor, just that bright flavor jumping yeah. out at you. Absolutely. Okay, let's move on. This um, is such then, a great list. Go ahead. So then the next item um, is a cocktail strainer. Um, it's like the same kind of thing you see at bars all the time. Um, it's it's uh, got a little handle on it, um, and it basically you know keeps the ice in the in whatever you're making your cocktail in as you're pouring it out. If you don't want the ice to go into the cocktail, um, and then I keep I always have a eight ounce measuring cup. Um, I use one by Anchor Hawking that's got a triple spout and has individual one ounce markings on it. It's kind of a taller, skinnier cup, and I really like the way that you can. Um, measure very accurately the ounces. Um, I also keep a two ounce measuring cup uh, for larger, you know, when you're, when you're pouring in a cup and a half of uh, some rye or tequila or something. Um, and then one of the really most important things I do for using in the RV or Airstream is uh, using mason jars. I use mason jars for everything and they are fabulous for cocktails. I use two size mason jars. Um, I use the quart size with the regular size mouth. And then I use the uh, 64 ounce size, the large mason jar where those only come in the wide mouth. Um, for the, for the, the quart size mason jar, I get these mason jar cocktail shaker lids. Um, and they're little uh, metal lids. Um, just like you would see on a regular cocktail shaker, but they fit on a mason jar. Um, so you can defrost your juices in your mason jar, put them in the fridge or the cooler, take them back out, add, add all the rest of your ingredients, shake them up in the mason jar, pour them right out from the mason jar. So it just makes life very easy. And I'm thinking um, about glass in an RV, though. So tell us about packing, because that was the first thing that jumped know, to my mind. Mason jars are so sturdy. I, you have to really, really work to break a mason jar. The only way I've ever, I've dropped a million mason jars. I've never broken one dropping it. The only way I've ever broken one is taking one that's pulled out of the fridge that's really cold and putting hot wa water that's too hot into it. Gotcha. Um, they're, they're extremely sturdy. So I, I, um, I actually travel with the smaller size to use as extra glasses in my, in my rig too. And all I do, I mean, for, for me, um, when I'm packing anything to travel in the RV, it's always just having a thin layer of buffer between that item and the next. So I just, I have those very thin little, um, styrofoam packing, um, like to stick a plate in when you're going to move. I have a, just a stack of those and I just stick those, you know, between things and they travel perfectly. 
Awesome. I'd almost like stick a beach towel in there or something and then use the towel while I'm camping. You don't then, need it. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? The mason jars are, have a cool look to them, right? So so like it adds to the aesthetic. Is, is that part of the point besides the function, the obvious Absolutely. functionality? Okay. Yeah. I mean, your cocktail looks really great when you look at it in that mason jar. Right. I mean, if something's going to come into the Airstream, it has to be like up to the task, both in terms of practicality and aesthetics, right? Exactly. All right. Awesome. This is so. Yeah, and then you can use those to store food as well after when you're done with your cocktails. If you've got, you know, you've got those jars for multiple uses. Oh, that's great. So you're saying like leftovers even? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I use them for pretty much everything. Terrific tip. Claudia, thank you so much. This is awesome. We're going to come back in a second, and Claudia is going to give us six amazing drinks from Campfire Cocktail Hour. But before we do that, we have a sponsored message from our friends at RV Snappad. Meet the world's only permanent jack pad. RV snap pads attach permanently to your RV leveling jack so you don't have to carry around blocks of wood or plastic blocks to level your towable or motorized RV. Simply snap them on one at a time and you are all set. RV snap pads go on in seconds and provide a lifetime of stability on the road. They are built for wanderers, adventurers, and vacationers just like you. We added RV snap pads to our travel trailer two years ago and love their durability, design, and functionality. They also make setting up and breaking down camp faster and easier. Head over to rvsnappad.com and use their Submit Your Rig tab to answer a few quick questions and they will find you the perfect set of snap pads for your towable or motorized RV. You can purchase RV snap pads directly from their website or use their Where to Buy tab to find a dealer near you. Join the RV snap pad revolution today. To find out more, visit rvsnappad.com. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We are here with Claudia Jack Sutton, and she is the author of Campfire Cocktail Hour. And now she's going to give us a sampling of six drinks from this really, really gorgeous book. Claudia, are you ready? I am ready. All right, and we're going to go from so, be- we're uh, going to go from beginner. I'm sorry, we're going to go from beginner to like kind of moderate or slightly more difficult, right? Yes. Okay, get us started. All righty. So the first uh, cocktail I'm going to go over is the Duncan's Mills. Uh, Duncan's Mills is again that's the campground that we go to on the Russian River, um, and this is a tequila cocktail. It's got uh, three ounces of silver tequila, one ounce of Dolan Blanc Vermouth. One and a half ounces of passion fruit syrup. Um, I like to use the Liburn Company brand. You can get that at most uh, liquor stores or on Amazon. Um, and one and a half ounces of uh, fresh lemon juice or one of those frozen lemon juice cubes you've pre-made. Um, and then the garnish on this is uh, bay laurel leaves. Um, so at the where we camp in Duncan's Mills, they're the bay laurel, California bay laurels grow all over wild. Um, you just pick one of those, you crush it a little in your hands, put it in the drink, and it just gives this wonderful aroma to the cocktail. Um, I So I'm going to add all these ingredients, the tequila, the vermouth, the syrup, and the lemon into a, a quart-sized mason jar filled with ice. Give that a really good shake. Pour it into two glasses with one, a large uh, one of those large ice cubes made from the um, two-inch silicone trays, and then garnish that with the bay laurel leaf. And it's just a lovely, fresh summer cocktail. Well, and it sounds so cool to just go out and get the garnish right there. Like, it's just like you're making this yeah. connection to nature. Oh, my God, that sounds so fun. 
Now, yeah, it's super fun to have a little something that's right from where you are. Now, if we can't get that garnish where we are, is that, can you get that in the store or something or at a market or, you, or replace it with something? Yeah, you generally can get bay laurel leaves um, anywhere. You can get them um, in the spice section, actually, um, where you would get, you know, your, your cumin or your cloves or any of that. But a lot of markets will also have them fresh in the produce section. Now, if you've never made a cocktail before while camping, this sounds like a good place to start, right? I mean, it's like five or six ingredients. Yeah, it's, yeah, four main ingredients and then the bay laurel leaves for garnish. And, you know, if you can't get those, you don't have to use the bay laurel leaf. It just adds another element. But this is, you're you're not, this is very little effort to make this cocktail and it's really super delicious. Okay, so you gave me the list in advance, and I think I'm really excited about um, the next two just because of the names. So tell us about the trailer trash, please. So the trailer trash, we we like to joke that we're the upper echelon of trailer trash. Um, And uh, this is a a sangria, um, and it that basically uses whatever you have on hand. Um, And you can even use a combination of leftover. wine if you like Um, but basically you're going to use a bottle of either red white or rosé wine um, a half a cup of triple sec uh, seven ounces of frozen frozen peaches and seven ounces of frozen mixed berries and again the peaches and berries you can just get at the grocery store have them in your freezer um, and uh, you're going to the day before serving you're going to combine the wine, the triple sec, and the frozen fruit in a 64-ounce mason jar. So this is a batch recipe. So this is serves about eight people. So you're going to put that all in the mason jar, shake it to combine, and then just chill it until you're ready to serve. Then um, the day of serving, you're going to fill eight glasses with some ice, and you're going to add about two ounces of sparkling water, and then top the glasses off with the sangria mixture from the jar. Okay, so now you super s- easy. You say red, white, or um, rosé. Like, is there a, if you're going to do it the first time? Like, is there a favorite way to do it, or do you do you blend them? Um, if I'm going to buy wine for this, I would use rosé. Um, a lot of times, I live in wine country, so we'll be like, oh, we've got too much white wine, or we've got too much red, or we have, you know. You know, whatever we have on hand is what we use. But if I was going to buy wine for it, I would probably use the rosé wine. Okay, great. I'm so excited about the Bodega Bay because I was a film teacher for many years and I taught Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. So, um, yeah, tell me about the drink that you call the Bodega Bay. And naming these must have been part of the fun, right? Absolutely. So, yeah, so so a lot of them are named after um, national parks. And then uh, the other ones are all named after areas in California where that we frequent. So Bodega Bay is only about uh, 20 minutes from where we camp on the Russian River. So we, we are there a lot. Um, it's nestled in a beautiful stretch of Sonoma County's coastline. Um, harbor's filled with fishing boats and, again, Alfred Hitchcock theme. Um, and so my nod to the use of... Uh, as to, to Bodega Bay in, in this cocktail, the use of the Clamato juice. So you get that seaside clam uh, juice, la- tomato juice flavor instead of just the traditional tomato juice. And I particularly like to use tequila in my Bodega Bay, but you can use vodka if you prefer. 
So um, in, for this recipe, again, we're going to use the 64 ounce mason jar and I use two cups of tequila or vodka, uh, uh, a 50 ounce, um, 58 ounce of tomato juice, four ounces of fresh lemon juice, three tablespoons of horseradish, two teaspoons of celery salt, two teaspoons of Worcestershire sauce, two teaspoons of Tabasco, and two tablespoons of minced fresh dill. Um, and then to, to gar for garnish, I use some celery salt. And I, um, I use a little celery salt on the rims of the glasses. So you take a little bit of uh, lemon or lime and you just go over the rim of the glass and then turn it upside down on a little plate of celery salt. And that'll give you a nice little rim. Um, this cocktail, you can put this together up to four days beforehand. So you can even put it together before you're going to go on a trip um, then stick it in your cooler or your fridge. And it's ready to go whenever you want to have a little Bloody Mary style drink in the morning. Um, to serve it, I just uh, I just put those some glass, fill some glasses with ice, garnish it with the celery, and then just pour it right into the glasses. So it's super easy. So this is de kind of kind of moving into like the intermediate category, would you say? Because like the first two, I was like, oh, I can do that, and now this one just seems like a little pinch, you know, more for the uh, intermediate person. Does that sound right to you? Yeah, but it's still, um, there's very little, it's, it's just basically a lot of spices in there, but it's not, it's still very easy, very doable. And again, you can actually make this before you go on your trip. So, and just take it with you all three days. So you're telling me don't get intimidated by a few extra ingredients, I think, right? Exactly. Okay, great. Exactly. So, Plus, once you taste it, you're going to be like, that was no big deal at all. <laughs> these all sound just absolutely, absolutely lovely. And I'm, I'm looking at your book as you're going through these. And the illustrations are just are just such a lovely part of the book. And, you know, a lot of them are of the ingredients. But then also like on the Bodega Bay there, there's just like this beautiful illustration of an airstream with a campfire. And it looks kind of a Christmas scene. Um, so uh, the illustrations are worth the price of admission al alone on this book. Um, so let's go Thank to you. one of the National Park-inspired drinks, the Yosemite. Tell us about that one. All righty. So the Yosemite um, is a rum-based drink. Uh, this, is, this cocktail is a service for two. Um, and uh, it's, it's apple, one of its main components. And uh, the reason I named this the Yosemite is um, that Yosemite has apple trees um, that grow all around it. And when they're ripe, um, they, they encourage guests to pick the apples to keep the bears away from getting too many free meals and becoming lazy. So kind of a fun fact about Yosemite. Um, so this cocktail, um, in, a, in again, a quart-sized mason jar, you're going to combine six large sprigs of fresh mint, um, a half uh, apple diced. I like to use a red delicious apple. Um, four ounces of rum, three tablespoons of fresh lime juice, and three tablespoons of simple syrup. And the simple syrup, uh, the, the recipe for all the simple syrups are in my cookbook, but um, this one is, is, there's two different simple syrups. This one is to make um, about a, a cup and a half. You're going to use a cup, a cup and a half of sugar and a half a cup of water, and you just uh, Heat it on the oven until it dissolves. Very, very simple. And then you can freeze that simple syrup as well. This so is like a, a taste of summer syrup. here, right? This is like a taste of summer yes. in Yosemite. And then um, you're gonna you're gonna uh, mash the apple 
mint um, mixture in the mason jar um, with a muddler or with a wooden spoon or whatever you have on hand um, to release the flavors. And then you're going to um, fill the jar with some ice, add the rum, the lime juice, the simple syrup, and then you're going to seal the cap and shake it vigorously. Um, you can uh, you then divide it between two glasses that have like a little uh, big block of ice in it as well and garnish each of those with a thin apple slice and a sprig of fresh mint. Now, would you make um, this? Sort of a mojito flavor, but apples. Would you make this at home when you want to get sort of a taste of Yosemite or uh, memories of Yosemite? Or like, would you be more inclined to like go to Yosemite and then this is the drink you're going to make because you fashioned it uh, as as an inspiration um, by the place? Both. I mean, we we just had this we just had this cocktail last week when we were out at the, on the Russian River, um, and it's just kind of fun to have you know, a cocktail with some friends that's named after a national park and, you know, gives gives people their own memory of what they've experienced through that place. All right, great. So let's move on to Pinnacles. Tell us about this drink. Okay, so um, Pinnacles, um, this can be made two ways. Um, the way I make it most often is using um, smoked tea vodka. And Smoked tea vodka sounds very exotic and complicated, but it's extremely easy um, to make that. You just use whatever your favorite vodka is, and um, you see, you get some Lapsang Sushong tea bags. And those are available at specialty markets or on Amazon. It's a um, Chinese smoked tea. And you, you take three of those bags. Um, you heat some water, you steep the bags for just three minutes, then you remove the bags and you add them to a quart-sized mason jar and pour in uh, 750 milliliters of vodka into the jar. Then you let that steep for seven minutes and remove the bags and you've got your smoked vodka. So super, super easy. Um, it really adds this incredible depth to the vodka um, and it smells great and it just sort of, you know, like, that whiskey barrel kind of tinge to, to the vodka. Um, so I use that in this. And so I'm going to use three ounces of, this is again to serve two and, and making it in a quart-sized mason jar. I'm going to use three ounces of the vodka, three ounces of sake, one ounce of cucumber simple syrup. And then um, I, this I pour into more of a martini glass and I, and I put some, use some long slivers of fresh cucumber for garnish. But basically, you're going to um, put a ice, a, one large ice cube into the glasses. You're going to add those slivers. You're going um, to take a quart-sized mason jar, fill it full of ice, add the vodka, the sake, the cucumber syrup, shake it vigorously. And then when the mixture is very cold, you're going to um, strain, strain out the ice into a jar, and you're going to pour it into the uh, prepared glasses and stir. Okay, great. So what's the connection to Pinnacles here? Like, why is this drink named Pinnacles? Okay, so Pinnacles is actually the, the, uh, the national park that's the, that's the newest in the U.S. Um, it didn't become a national park until 2013. Um, and it was created as an, uh, by a now extinct volcano. Um, and it's, uh, it's an important home to the California condors. And the sort of the smokiness of the vodka is kind of the volcano nod there. 
That is such that is such a cool connection. I love I and you have these little descriptions too in the book, right? So you know, as somebody's making the drinks, you're also getting the um, the description that connects it to the national park. So this is so much fun. I, I want to go camping with you and try all of these, perhaps not all in one night. Um, and we still have one more drink, and then we're going to wrap up the show. But before we do that, we have a sponsored message from our friends at Neighbor. Is your driveway too small for the RV of your dreams? Does your homeowners association not allow you to park your RV on your own property? Are you worried about paying top dollar to leave your RV at a sketchy storage facility? When it comes to finding safe and affordable RV storage, are you feeling totally stuck? Then maybe it's time you gave Neighbor a try. Neighbor.com forward slash RV Atlas can help you find safe, closer, more convenient storage right in your own neighborhood. Stay tuned for a special offer just for our listeners. Neighbor connects you and your neighbors so that you can find affordable RV storage close to your home. You help them earn extra cash while they keep your RV safe at their home. When I use Neighbor to search for storage options near my house, I was surprised to find dozens of affordable options. Neighbor also offers a wide variety of plans so you can choose the right protection that best suits your needs. You'll be able to quickly and easily add a property protection plan while placing a storage reservation. Give your RV a home, not a storage space. Visit neighbor.com forward slash RV Atlas for 50% off your first month of storage with neighbor. That's neighbor.com forward slash RV Atlas for 50% off your first month of RV storage. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We are here again with Claudia Jack Sutton, the author of Campfire Cocktail Hour and of A Movable Feast. And we have one more really cool National Park-inspired drink before we wrap up the show. What is your last drink that you're going to recommend? And all of these are in the book, so everyone's going to have to get the book, too. All righty. My last drink is the Mount Rainier. It's a batch cocktail for six to eight uh, people, served in a 64-ounce mason jar. Um, Mount Rainier is a large active strata volcano in the Cascade Range of the Pacific Northwest. Um, and this recipe has some hot honey syrup in it. Um, that's, that's a nod to the volcano. Um, so this recipe has two cups of rye, one cup of green chartreuse, one and a half cups of Mike's hot honey syrup. So Mike's Hot Honey is a really delicious hot honey that you can get in a lot of specialty markets or on Amazon. And then there's a recipe to make a, sir- a simple syrup from it in my cookbooks. Very, very easy. You just basically warm the honey with a syrup and um, you can freeze that in the freezer cubes um, and to use for future. Um, and then this also has one and a half cups of fresh lemon juice. Um, and then to serve, you're going to add some Pilsner on top of the cocktail. So up to three days before serving, you're going to um, pour the rye, chartreuse, hot honey syrup into a 64-ounce mason jar. You're going to cover and shake it to mix. And you're going to chill that until ready to use. And then the day of serving, you're going to add the lemon juice to the mason jar. You're going to cover, shake, and return it to the fridge or cooler. And then to serve, you're going to fill the glasses of ice um, and fill half way with the Pilsner and then top off with the mason jar mixture. And we are so, going to um, oh, go ahead, finish. I'm sorry. It's just a really delicious. Um, it's got kind of that smoky rye flavor, but it's got the sort of sweet and hot kind of hits all the taste buds. 
And we will have these six recipes at the RVAtlas.com in the show notes. And we'll also have links to all of uh, Claudia's website and, and the books. So thank you. That was amazing. Thank you so much. Every single one of those sounded so, so good. I think I want to try the Yosemite first. Um, but before we wrap up, tell everybody where they can purchase the books, where they can follow you on social media. Um, tell us about your website and anything like that. Give it to our audience, please. Okay, great. So my cookbooks are available on my website, um, and that is recipesforrollingkitchens.com. Um, and um, social media, I'm on Instagram at smitten, that's S-M-I-T-T-E-N, the Airstream. Um, and on Facebook, I'm at Airstream Gourmet. Thank you so much, Claudia Jackson. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Will you promise to come back on the show at some point and do a topic from your other book, A Movable Feast? I would absolutely love that. Thank you so much, Jerry. Yes, I would love to do it. All right, great. And everybody listening, go to the RVAtlas.com. I'll put a link to Claudia's website so you can purchase the books, and I'll link up to all those social media accounts. Thank you so much. That was an absolute pleasure. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Okay, you have a lovely day. And you have a wonderful summer in the Airstream. A big thank you for listening to this episode of the RV Atlas, and a big thank you to our sponsors, to Neighbor, The Thetford Corporation, Camp Spot, Yogi Bear's Jellystone Park Camp Resorts, RV Snaphead, and Go RVing. To find out more about the topics discussed in this show, head on over to the RVAtlas.com. And to join the friendliest group of RVers, head on over to the RV Atlas group on Facebook. If you enjoyed this show, please consider leaving us a review over at iTunes. And we'll see you at the campground. <laughs>